And welcome in to a TGI Friday, June 5th. Thomas Miller on the Fun Astrology Lunar Eclipse Podcast. Glad you're here. We've been talking about this, looking forward to it, realizing that it has some kind of significance, and we'll try to pick apart what kind that might be here. So the details, first of all, and I put extensive notes in today's show notes. If you go there, I pulled some stuff from NASA and the website Time and Date, and also a picture of what eclipses look like so that we can all freshen up our minds on exactly what's going on today. So basically, this is a lunar eclipse that is called penumbral, and that means that the sun, earth, and moon are not all in alignment, and there's a great picture there on the show notes. And by the way, also on the show notes is a direct link to the video that I created of all of the aspects for the rest of this year and next year and even moving Pluto on into Aquarius in 2024 gives you all the major snapshots. Now, we don't drill down on every one of them because obviously... It's already 51 minutes just to show everything, but uh, it, it is comprehensive and it will give you quite a perspective of the overview energy over the next couple of years. So the show notes contain some stuff on eclipses and also the times. So let's talk about that. The eclipse itself is visible over in the, uh, let's see, Middle East, Northern India, catching China and some of the Far East. Now in Eastern U.S. time, it will peak at 3.25 p.m. That's a few minutes after the full moon at 3.13 p.m. The energy will begin at 2.46 p.m. and will be over by 5.04. Those are all Eastern times, and those are also in the show notes. All right, we've got a big square sitting on top of it as well, because all of this happening at 15 degrees, the full moon peak is at 15 degrees, 34 minutes, that's the moon in Sagittarius and the sun in Gemini. Over in Pisces, 90 degrees away, is Mars. Now, Mars is at 15 degrees, but at the exact point of the full moon, it will be at 15 degrees, 52 minutes. So it's not quite the same minutes, but boy, is it <laughs> It's close enough. And what is also in the neighborhood is Neptune at 20 degrees. That's a five-degree orb. And, of course, we have the weekend coming up. And what's been the favorite weekend activity in the U.S. the last two weeks? It's to protest. What is Mars? Aggressive warrior energy. So one question you could certainly ask is, will that show up on the protesters' side or the police side? And, you know, I don't really go into politics on here, but here's something to contemplate. Somewhere along the way of the last several decades... We allowed local municipalities to basically build many militias. And with that comes the mentality of that. And just think about that as you watch this stuff unfold. That's what we saw with George Floyd. It's what we saw in Buffalo last night. If you saw that incident, there's a psychology that is coming with this. And if I were to wax just a little bit political here, I loved the headline that I saw yesterday where it said that the, the two, two departments in Minneapolis city government that detached from the police department, the one that caught my eye was Parks and Recreation. So the Parks and Recreation Department said, hey, Minneapolis Police Department, you're not welcome on Minneapolis City Parks property. Is that not awesome? It's like, we'll take care of ourselves. 
and I saw that the Los Angeles Police Department is going to divert a big number. It was like $100 million of funding away from the police department and move it to uh, communities of color and invest in, in their local communities. And if this whole thing does one thing of dismantling this very unnecessary local police militia state, then I think that would go miles to help this because obviously when you've got when you're sitting here with Mars energy cooking like this in a chart, full moon alone by itself. I mean, right? Ask the cops what happens at the jail on a full moon. Ask the teacher in her classroom how the kids behave, etc. The nurses in the emergency room. We know that if that were just by itself. If we just had an eclipse by itself, which we can't because we've got <laughs> we got again have a lunar eclipse without a full moon. But if this were just an eclipse, but then you throw this square to Mars and Neptune, and yeah, I mean, and then if you just had a protest, is something probably during that time going to go where somebody's going to get a little bit testy? Well, sure. But you put all of this in a great big cauldron, and you can imagine what kind of headlines you may or may not be reading this weekend. And that brings me to my other little pontification as I was thinking about, do these eclipses really, you know, light up? I, I go, I follow a lot of astrologers on Twitter. And somebody put a post up the other day of, of, well, are you starting to get your eclipse dreams yet? This was earlier in the week. So is psychic attunement more pronounced? We've got this square with Neptune in Pisces and Mars is in Pisces. So is there going to be an increase? I mean, think about that. You could put that together on that side and screw Mars together with Pisces and just say this is going to be a really amped up, like if you want some super hyper intuition, this is the weekend to do it. But boy, you're not going to get it if you're feeding yourself with a digest of news about all this stuff going on. So, wow, maybe this would be a good weekend to just take a pass on the headlines and focus on the intuition, the internal headlines. That energy is big time there. And then read the news on Monday or Tuesday and see what happened. But do these eclipses really fire off all of this extra stuff? And I'm kind of, and the reason is, I, you know, we all run stuff through our own filters. And because I went to the big solar eclipse in 2017 and just had a blast. It was such a cool event. And I did a lot of spiritual slash metaphysical work around it. And, you know, like I said yesterday in the podcast, a lot of the stuff that I created on a great big go big or go home list is still on the list. <laughs> so either I, you know, and it was one of those fold the piece of paper up and just go on about your life and see what happens kind of things. It wasn't something that I spent any time with. Well, okay. I found a new author for my bookshelf on astrology, Dr. Walter Gorn Old. He also used a pen name, Sepharial, S-E-P-H-A-R-I-A-L, Sepharial. His work is new to me. He died in 1925. This particular work comes from a, a pamphlet or a booklet called Eclipses, Astronomical and Astrologically Considered and Explained, written in 1915. And I think there was a great body of astrological knowledge back in that era, it was certainly deeper than modern astrology and yet didn't have the richness of the maturation of consciousness that we have now. In this article, there's a Wikipedia about the book, and it just points out, it's very short, just points out the two main points of the book. So the first one is, whenever a planet 
like Mars, for example, conjoins or is in opposition to the spot of a recent eclipse in longitude, then a natural disaster or local conflict is bound to happen. Now, don't get all up because this isn't going to happen for a while because Mars will not reach 15 degrees Gemini until all the way of March 28, 2021. So I'll defer to my video to put that in context of what's going on around that time, but that's going to be a while. His second point is in our personal chart. So he says, whenever a solar or a lunar eclipse makes a square or opposition to a person's natal chart, in a person's natal chart, it usually indicates an unfavorable trend, uh, even though that it might not be immediate. So here again, we're putting stuff in the oven to let it bake. So we still have a full moon and all that that brings with it today. My thing is, I just wonder if we astrologers don't overemphasize eclipses. Yes, it is something very cool in the sky. Yes, it brings fun energy with it. And with that, maybe, you know, that, that just that it brings an amplified energy to a really awesome astronomical event. Maybe that's what it's all about. Maybe you just consider it full moon on steroids. So I guess we will see. You know, I, what I'm going to take away, the big takeaway of this is that spiritual attunement. Mars in Pisces, almost conjunct Neptune on this full moon eclipse in Sagittarius, by the way. So, yeah, that's the game I'm going to play for the next several days. All right, have a good one. Uh, we'll check in over the weekend if, if news warrants. But otherwise, if not, we will see you on Monday. Take care. <laughs>